Lord God, as we submit our lives to you this morning, we thank you that you embrace us just as we are. And in that brace, embrace, we get all that you are. Help us to sense that, to claim that, to live into that this morning. As we worship you in this place, we give you praise. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, for you are worthy. And all God's people said, amen, amen. You may be seated. This morning, we're going to uh, be talking later in our service about uh, the sower. And uh, we, we are not agricultural people anymore. So it's, uh, it's something that we have to stretch a little bit to get ready for. Many of Jesus' teachings had to do with the very earthy stuff that they lived in. Uh, with at that time. Uh, Many of them had vineyards, kept vineyards, had worked in the vineyards as kids. They understood how that worked. And Jesus said about his word uh, that it would be something that cleaned us. And and by that, what he was talking about is uh, the cleaning of a a vine. You you know what, what people are doing in a vineyard when they're cleaning a vine? They're cleaning off all the Growth that really isn't helpful, you know, all the stray uh, tendrils and, and uh, I think they call them suckers. You know what I mean? Those, 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 those little limbs that really aren't producing anything, but they're just uh, really absorbing the life of the vine. And if those suckers aren't cut away, then the juice of the vine isn't free to really flow into making these huge clusters of, of grapes. And, and so the picture there is of God being the husbandman, the one that, that actually does the pruning. And he says that you're clean because of the word, his word, the word of his kingdom, the word of his gospel, the word of the Bible, the, his word that he's already spoken to us. His word is like a pruning in our lives. It, it, it cuts away stuff that's not really productive or helpful. It redirects the resources of who we are into things that are truly fruitful in this world. And in that passage, John 15, where he's talking about us being fruitful and giving him, and you give glory to God when you were fruitful as his disciples, nowhere in that passage does he say, go be fruitful. There is no command there at all. Read it again. John 15, beginning to end. There is no command throughout that whole passage on Go be fruitful. Work it up. Work it out. Be better. It just isn't there. Now, 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 we often read it into it. But what Jesus says is, abide in me. Just be with me and let me live through you. That's, that's the juice. That's the vine. That's what makes fruit in your life. Uh, 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 abide in me. I'll take care of the fruit. Abide in me. And this morning we'll hear again the word as we hear it in Jesus' teachings week to week, especially as we're studying these parables. And as we listen to this parable, you, you may find some things in your life that all of a sudden you realize, well, never knew that was a sucker. Maybe that's something that needs to go. Maybe that's something that's contributing to the fruitlessness in this part of my life, right? Right? 
Maybe there's some things that need to be trimmed up. He, he wants to prune you to beautiful fruitfulness, but the fruitfulness is something he takes full responsibility for. Abide in me, and you will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. His pruning makes so much more sense when we're already abiding in his love. He invites us to this table to be reassured even this morning before we hear his word to us that we are loved, that we are treasured. You want to know what God thinks of you, how valuable you are to him? He's placed a price tag on that, on your value. He placed it on a cross 2,000 years ago. And he says, you, my daughter, you, my brother, are worth this. The heart of our God calls us to himself through this meal. Come and reestablish that abiding communion with him. With Jesus himself, who on the night that he gave himself up for us, took bread. Gave thanks to you, our Father, and broke the bread. And gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks to you, our Father, and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take and drink from this, all of you, for this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord God, as we remember you this morning through this sacrament, we pray that your spirit would so unite with ours, so refresh ours, that it would be your very life surging within us to produce the fruit of your kingdom. Lord God, we thank you that you do not call us to do this in our own strength. But you give us your strength to live the life that you call us to live. Though these be just a taste of juice and a pinch of bread, help us to feed deeply on the source of your love in our lives. Pour yourself out on us this morning, Lord God, that there might be leftover and run over and overflow to pour out into this dry world. We ask this in the name of your Son, who gave his life, that we might live and that we might live in him and you in us. We pray as he taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.